Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a little while. Um, I was working at Wimbledon for the past two weeks and even though like theoretically my job was only nine till five, like I, I was just quite busy anyway and then I was commuting on top of that and trying to make the most of like if you're in like if if you went to the school that I went to and like obviously now being at Durham and things like that like I I have never had more people that I know in such a small space than working at Wimbledon I mean apart from like obviously like at school where you know everyone at school like genuinely so many people that I know just like bumping into them all day every day in a really nice way like it's really nice to see people like that I think that was why I like thrived in that school environment was being around people that I like knew and would very like very definitely say hi to in that situation but probably wouldn't like arrange to meet up with um so I loved it but like it was it was it was a busy time. I didn't really feel like I had time to make a like a good quality podcast episode. And I know that I'm not meaning to say that like these twenty to thirty minutes are like absolute gold dust. That is not what I'm saying. I just mean like I do care about the content that I'm putting out there and I didn't want to feel like it was just like rushed and I didn't have stuff to say. And then also like about halfway through Wimbledon, had a bit of a had a bit of a setback, which like I'll get onto. Um but I am genuinely feeling I'm feeling okay now um and that is kind of what this week's episode is going to be about because so just just for the context about halfway through Wimbledon went through a breakup as in like I'm still going through it but like that was when the breakup happened um and obviously like there's the wider context of like I'm currently in recovery from like a whole bunch of mental health issues and I'm like working on myself and all of this stuff which might mean that you know I need a bit more support than need a bit more support than maybe would be seen as like normal and I hesitate to say that because like who is to say what is a normal level of support like everyone needs their own unique level of stuff um but like even on top of that, like, I just needed a bit more, you know, I was just, I I was leaning on my friends, I was leaning on the people around me, and I am so grateful to everyone, literally everyone that I have chatted to this week, because everyone has been amazing, and, like, honestly, without them, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where I'd be, and I mean, I genuinely mean everyone, ranging from, like, the people that I was working with on my gate, like, most of which didn't even know me before, like, two weeks ago when Wimbledon started to my family to like my more long-standing friends just like everyone everyone that knows everyone that has like heard has been really really friendly to me um and it has meant the world so that is what the content of this week is going to be about it's all going to be about you and the people around you and leaning on the people around you when you need it and like learning to accept those gestures of kindness, learning to open up to people a bit. Like I have had some pretty deep conversations this week with people that I did not really know beforehand. And they've been like so refreshing because I think when you have like deep and meaningful conversations with people you know really, really well, they are so helpful. They give you such insight. But I feel like 90% of the time, you know what your friend is going to say, you know what they're going to think, because, like, you know your friend well, and you're more doing it for, like, 
reassurance or just to like voice your feelings listen to what they have to say have that deep conversation than because like you genuinely don't know what they're gonna say like and that's only 90% of the time but obviously there's that 10% of the time where someone says something and you're like I really did not think you were gonna say that but if you have those like quite personal and open conversations with people that you don't know that well if you I mean I hate to say it because it's so stereotypical but if you like skip the small talk phase then like you do actually get some like really interesting insights into like the way that other people's brains work I don't know if that makes sense hopefully it does it definitely made sense to me and like some of the chats I've had this week have proved that um so yeah that is what the content of this week's podcast is going to be about and then at the end I will update you on all the things that happened that were like outside of this element of the two weeks of my life um which is primarily the I went to the theatre which was oh it was amazing I will talk all about at the end um and a few other little exciting things but first on to the content part of this week's podcast okay so leaning on the people around you when you need it specifically for me this is in the context of a breakup so in the context of not having the person that you have lent on most um and like how to deal with that in sort of like the immediate aftermath which I mean I hesitate to say this because maybe I'm just in denial (laughs) but I, I think I genuinely think I'm doing quite well like people like you get a lot of people that come up to you and you're like oh are they are are you all right like you must be really really sad and I'm like obviously I am but I'm also like doing fine like I, I I'm doing good um and I like so on the on the day that it happened I only told two people um and it wasn't that's not because it like it was never a secret like I I don't want anyone to think of it like that but it was more just because, like, I didn't want to say it. I don't know if other people have this. When something which is, like, bad, like, just not nice happens, I just, like, don't like saying it. It's not that it's ever a secret. It's just that, like, I, like, I just don't want to... I just don't want to bring it up. I just don't want to, like, do that and, like, say that there and then. So, like, as the week has gone on, like, I have sent that message to more and more people being, like, oh, I just thought I should let you know because you're like because because they're my good friends and I want them to know what's going on in my life um but like it right in like the few days afterwards like I just didn't really want I just didn't really want many people to know um no sorry that's not what I mean it's not like it's not that I didn't want them to know I didn't want to have to be the one to tell them so like the friends that I did tell I was like you like you can tell people if you want to if it comes up or like if if you want to talk about it fine I just like I don't want to do it myself (laughs) um and it's like, I think it can be quite difficult to lean on people when they don't necessarily know why you're doing it. Because often, like, if it's a good friend, the friend can, like, tell that my, maybe there's, like, a shift, in, a shift in dynamic. So, for example, like, I, like, I was like, okay, I really want to, I really, really want to see people. Like, I, I want to be around my friends, be around the people that make me happy and, like, do good things. Um... And, like, I've I've explained before that I'm... Not only am I quite anxious, I'm also quite, like, independent. And, like, I sometimes have to remind myself to send messages to people being like, oh, let's do something, let's meet up. Like, 
and that is something about me that I I don't like. Like I I wish that it was like always on my mind. Like yeah, let's go and see this person. Let's go and do that. Like I because I love it when I go and see people. Like having like going and like getting coffee with people, going and having dinner, pub trips out with groups of friends. Like every time I do it, I love it. Um, I just I just sometimes have to like remind myself to send that message. I remind myself that like my closest friends are not going to judge me if I ask to see them. <laughs> like, I know that sounds weird, but sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, but if I suggest a pub trip with my group of friends, like, what if none of them want to go? Like, what if none of them want to do it? And I'm like, no, Alicia, you want to go. They're not all that different to you. Like, they're going to want to go too. Um, and I think that I did manage to do that this week. And I'm quite, oh, like... It sounds so cringe to say, but you know, it's not cringe. I'm. It's good to say. I am quite proud of myself for the way that I've done that and for the way that I've dealt with it and the way that I, as the week has gone on more and more, I like have let people know and like I have, I've, I have put myself out there and done socialize, d- done socializing. It sounds weird to phrase it like that, but like you know what I mean. Like, I've I've gone out and I've seen people. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed it, and it's been really good, and it's been really nice just to, like, chat about everything going on in everyone's lives, because this is quite, like, a lot of people have either come back from their first year of uni, or come back from travelling, or whatever they're doing on a gap year, or, like, if they weren't at university, whatever it was they were doing, like, working, and, like, it's quite, like, it's the first time that I've really noticed that like everyone comes back with like such different stories like where have you been what have you seen some people being like oh I've been clubbing every week and some people being like I've climbed up a massive mountain in a completely different continent like that's crazy to me that is just like it's so it's so interesting and so like I guess this is the first element that I'm talking about here is like leaning on people that you like already know people that you're already friends with maybe reaching out to some people that you haven't seen in a while that you're like you know what they have been there for me before and I want to be there for them if there's something going on in their life too and I just like I I just want to be around them and I want to I want that like buzz that you get off being around people that make you happy um and I think yeah it's just really important and it's really good um Wimbledon allowed me to do that like really well because everyone was already in like physical proximity to me so it wasn't difficult to be like let me just pop into where you're working or like text me when you're on your lunch break I'll come and say hi or even just like bumping into them like without even having to try I think all of that just really added up and made it like a just it just was really really nice it felt like it felt like, it sounds silly, but it felt like school again, because I've missed that at university, particularly, I think, being in a self-catered college, where you're not, like, going down for meals, so you're not, like, bumping into people there, or, like, going with a friendship group to meals, like, you don't just bump into people, like, have those, like, conversations that you wouldn't have without choosing to meet up with someone I don't know if that makes sense um but it was just it was really refreshing and obviously to be doing it in like an environment like Wimbledon which is if you've never been I would really recommend trying to go like I don't even like tennis that much it's just like the atmosphere it's such a summery atmosphere and obviously like it does deserve the criticism it gets for being like very very posh because like it is a a a 
a cup of pims was i want to say 12 pound 50 like it was crazy um but just like the atmosphere and if you go on a sunny day it's just incredible and like it it is just it's a really good experience it's a really good thing to be around and the effort that goes into it i mean having seen the behind the scenes side of it like the amount of time and planning that goes into it so yeah i like what i work in the ticketing team and my managers like it's their full-time job like all year round they are either doing like the ballots for the tickets or the reconciliation or like refunds people asking for transfers people getting in contact like their full year-round job is all centred around the, like, two weeks of Wimbledon, which is crazy that, like, such a short event can actually take up, like, the full 52 weeks of the year. Like, oh, I don't know, it's the amount of effort that goes into it is insane. And, like, being a part of the Wimbledon team with both people that you do and don't know like it's a I don't I sound I sound so cringe right now like I do sound like an advert for working at Wimbledon they should they should get me on that recruitment team but like I'm not gonna lie like it it is quite special I think it's very special that's why I came back to work this year having worked last year um it was yeah it's just incredible and also the pay is really good like this year we were paid 11.95 an hour which is I mean, technically, it's only London living wage, but London living wage is not the, like, national living wage. It's, like, a it's like an optional higher rate. Companies don't have to do it, and they do. And because it's, like, 14 days straight work, like, you can get a lot of money out of that time, and it's, like, it's very ideal. Like, it's very good. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like, part one. Um, next, I want to talk about leaning on people that you don't know, which is more difficult to do it's a weirder experience I think but I think it's also very important so when I'm talking about leaning on people that you don't know I think this is sometimes like less explicitly obvious than it would be with like your close friends like with with my closest friends I literally just sent a message being like I've like me and such and such have broken up like can we have a chat like I would love to have, just have a catch-up and just like hear what's going on in your life distract myself get what's on my chest off my chest you know that's like you you can be like open and honest about that whereas I think when it's like leaning on people you don't know it like it's some it sometimes is quite obvious but it's also like it's less explicit like you don't you don't necessarily just go up to someone you don't know and be like oh my god you'll never guess what happened to me sit here and listen to all my problems like that's that's not the way it works but so like as I said I was working on a gate with um we were a group of five and we were all quite similar in like age and like stages of life like all at university one of us just graduated actually but like kind of you know similar stage of life um and I got on really well with everyone there which was so so nice like it was really good and we really did feel like a little team um and even like our managers like obviously you know get on better with some managers than others but like all of them were like lovely like there was none of them none of them were like mean none of them were like like unpleasant to us or like angry or like they were all so lovely so understanding and all would like join in on our conversations and like it really felt like they wanted to get to know us too which I think was really nice um and yeah so I was 
so yeah, I said like halfway through Wimbledon is when it happened. And then I didn't mention it to the people I was working with. Although I'm pretty, I like, I immediately knew that they knew because they'd overheard a conversation with one of my friends that had come to visit me like at the gate. Um, so I knew that they knew, but it was sort of like unspoken. Um, but I had some like really, really good chats about like, just, you know, different people's perspectives on things. Because I think when you are, when you are in something yourself, be that like any given situation should situation shouldn't no, that's not what I meant any given situation or relationship in your life like you are so involved in it that it is like impossible to like remove yourself from the situation and look at it objectively like you can't you can't do that you have far too much invested in it whereas people that d- don't know you kind of can I think even your friends are obviously like so on your side so want to support you that it is difficult for that even them to be like objective like I know when I hear like something that's happened to one of my friends which is like unpleasant or like you know I I, I get angry about that I'm like no why are you hurting my friend like I don't want to do that whereas when it's someone that you know less like it is possible for them to be more objective um and those like conversations like I mean it when I say it like skip the small talk you do not need to be talking about the weather like go like answer the deep questions um and it was really really refreshing because I had some good chats about like relationships and also like university in general like everything that I've mentioned in all the previous episodes of the podcast everything that I went to like went went to went through and like how difficult I found some moments of first year well quite a lot of first year quite frankly and like my concerns going into next year but also how excited I am and how I'm like really trying to make that decision to like have a good year and I know that's not something you can decide but like you can decide your mindset so, like, obviously, I, I can't tell what's going to happen in the future. Like, horrible things could be thrown at me. I could have a, another not great year at all. But, like, I am making the decision that my mindset about it all is going to be different. Even if it's not good, even if it's I'm not enjoying myself, like, I am not, I am not going to let myself go back to that silly mindset of, like, I don't care. The, like, the mindset that nothing matters. And that is a choice that I can make irrespective of what else happens. And it was really interesting, like, chatting about that mindset, but also, like, in hindsight, looking back on the year with other people who had had, like, as I say, so we were we were all similar ages, but, like, different people had done, like, different numbers of years at uni and had, like, different experiences within those years. But it was really refreshing, like, hearing hearing some of the older people being, like, yeah, like, I had a really rough first year but then it got so much better or other people being like well I had a little dip in like second year because of my because of like where I was living or like my course got harder and like things like that but but like it was all fine in the end it was really like refreshing having those conversations with people that like didn't necessarily know what I was gonna say beforehand like didn't it didn't feel like they were trying to persuade me that I was going to have a good time it felt like they were genuinely telling their authentic story um which was really nice uh and then obviously like about the relationship stuff like they were just they were just nice to me and supportive of supportive of me and really friendly and also like just provided me with some great distractions like I am so 
into Sudoku now. Sudoku, Sudoku, like, this was another conversation. Like, how do you pronounce it? Also, did you know it's two words? It's su, like, S-U, space, doku. Like, and it means, oh, well, we looked it up. We looked up what it meant, and now I can't remember. I think it's something like the numbers are individual. It means, like, the numbers cannot be repeated, which, like, obviously makes sense, but it's got, like, an actual meaning, which is crazy. I didn't know that. I thought it was just, like, a word in itself. Um, anyway, sorry, that was a sidetrack. Like, I did so many Sudokus. I, like, I, it did get to the point where I was, like, envisioning, envisioning, envisage, why do I say words that I don't know how to say? Like, why do I do that to myself? I was imagining, there we go, that's much better, like, numbers and formation of, of numbers, and I would be, like, lying in bed, going to sleep, and, like, as I was going to sleep, I was being, like, no, you can't, you can't put a nine there, you've already got nines in those, no, you can't put a four there, okay, that one's going to be a five, like, that is how much Sudoku I've done, and I'm also going to buy myself a big Sudoku book, like, the Times does these ones called Samurai Sudoku, which is five Sudoku boxes that overlap, and they, like, link up, and, like, that is what I was doing, and not going to lie, I think I found my new passion, and that was all introduced to me by one of the guys that I was working with on my gate. And it was just like, like, yeah, it was so good. I'm so happy that that was introduced to me. Thank you so much. Um, but this is what I mean, like, both in terms of distraction and genuine support, like, I would not have necessarily expected to find that from people that I ostensibly didn't know very well, especially at the start of the tournament. I mean, I knew them better by the end. But especially at the start, like, I wouldn't have expected to find that. And it was really, really nice to be able to have that with those people. It was it was really, really refreshing. Um, and then the other thing, and this is, I, I'm not even going to call this leaning on people because it's not leaning on people. It's just finding the good and I don't really know. I, anyway, what I mean is I was in a customer facing role, right? Which meant that I was interacting with a lot of people every day. And some people, I mean, the job I do is ticket resolutions. So a lot of people that are coming to you are quite stressed out. They think their ticket's not going to work. They're not sure if they're going to make it in. And like 90% of the time you can solve the problem. They get in the grounds and they're super grateful that like, Often they think you've, like, saved the day when really all you've done is just, like, printed out a ticket because that app wasn't working. Like, it was always going to be fine. But it's always, like, really, really nice when those people are, like, so thankful. And we all we all started, like, laughing when, like, n- like we would refer to the name drop, which is when they would be like, thank you so much, Alicia. Like, they would say your name at the end because we all had to wear these name tags or, like, they would ask for our name. And, like, that is actually... It's really rewarding when that happens. And I say that with a pinch of salt because obviously the other side of this job is that people that can't come in, people that have tickets that aren't rightfully theirs, people that don't have tickets at all or like things like that, they can get rude and it can be it can be tiring to deal with. Um, but I'm going to focus on the group, which is like mostly, you know, nice, kind, appreciative, like every time I had like an interaction like that and I went into it with like a smile on my face like what can I do for you today how can I help you and I would like try and make that experience pleasant for them even if it was like you know 
there were some tricky things to deal with. Some things where it's like, oh, I'm not quite sure what the right thing to do is here and you have to get your manager involved and blah, blah, blah. But still, like, going through it all, just, like, remaining, trying to be helpful. It, like, it can be really rewarding. And I'm really glad that that was my job rather than, like, a behind-the-scenes, tucked-away job where, like, I wasn't interacting with the public. Because I think it really helped just, like getting those, like, random thank yous, those random, like, compliments, like, oh, the number of people that would call me, like, a tech quiz or something, and I was like, I'm really not a tech quiz, I just have, like, a laptop with the full ticket system here, like, like, you you could do it if you had this lap, the laptop is the tech quiz, um, but even so, just, like, getting that, it was really, it was just really nice, and it felt really good, and then, at the end of the tournament, like, what, I said, like, we had, like, multiple managers, and one of the managers, like, Wimbledon has this reward system, where if you, if you've been, like, recognised for doing quite well, you get, like, a postcard, um, like, a Wimbledon postcard with a message on the back of it, uh, as, like, recognition for, like, doing well at your job and I got one of those postcards from one of the managers that we'd had multiple times and it was like it was really really touching I was literally like this is amazing like I was I was so so thankful that they'd done that postcard um and it really just felt like it it really proved to me that like even with a breakup in the middle of Wimbledon like I was all right and that I was doing all right and that like I was me and I was confident as me and that like yes things get to me obviously they do but like in general I was actually feeling okay and like I only had like a few a few slip-ups where like I think it's very understandable you know year and a half relationship comes to an end you're gonna have some sad moments um but like that overall I was doing well and that I was able to like keep like not just doing my job but keep a really high standard of that job it was really really good it was really really fun like I loved it so much um and like I went out to the pub with um the group of people that I worked with and that felt really nice as well because it felt like it bridged that you know are we just work friends or like can we actually spend time with each other as well and that felt really really nice to do um and it was just, oh, it was a really, really good experience. And I'm not going to say I would do it all again because I do not want to do that day <laughs> that was the day. I do not want to do that day again. Um, but I would definitely do it again next year in the way that I did it again this year. Like, it is, it is such an incredible place to work. And it gets you so much money so quickly, which just makes it even better. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, I think, the main takeaway is that never, like, underestimate the, like, joy that you can get out of speaking with people, like, having open, authentic and honest conversations with people and, like, just laughing with people, distracting yourself, like, playing, like, the number of, like, funny word games or, like, reaction time games, Sudoku's, like, as I say, like, all this stuff that we would do and it was just, like, really, really, it was it was just, oh, it was just such good vibes, um never underestimate like how much that can help you the like joy that you can get out of that um because it has really helped me it's really really helped me and if anyone and if anyone that I've seen over the past two weeks or messaged over the past two weeks is listening to this like thank you so much really like genuinely I'm so grateful um anyway I feel like I have rambled 
quite a lot. Um, so now I'm going to do the weekly update part of the podcast. <laughs> okay, so on to my weekly update and the things that I got up to. Obviously, like, the biggest weekly update is clearly working at Wimbledon. But I feel like I've I've gone into that in quite a lot of detail already. So we can we can gloss over that one now. Um, I did see some celebrities, though. I saw Tom Hiddleston, which was definitely the best one, which was pretty incredible. Um, but the, like, biggest event outside of that that I did these past two weeks was... I I went to see A Little Life in theatres. It's at the Savoy Theatre at the moment. Oh my God, it is, it is incredible. Like, oh, it's, it's not the kind of play that I am going to sit here and be like, I recommend this. Everyone should go and watch it because it is intense. It is probably the saddest play ever. So it's, it's based off of a book. And I read that book over, like, the Easter holidays, um, which is when I was also feeling it, like, my lowest of the low. But in some ways, the book helped me, like, quite a lot. It was, it was, it was just a good, it was a good, engaging book that functioned as a good distraction and gave me, like, something to finish it. And that I had, like, a project that I was working on and, like, was quite useful in that way as well. So I have quite a strong emotional connection to this book. Um, and as I say, I know I'm sitting here saying like, oh my God, like it's all incredible. It's all amazing. If you are tempted to read this or go and watch it, please look at the trigger warnings, look up a bit of a, like a content, like summary is the wrong word because you don't want spoilers, but like, please be aware of what you're getting yourself into because it is a very, very intense book. And I think maybe because of like, the like my my wider mental health struggles maybe I don't know like I think I'm quite good at reading and dealing with stuff like that um and like I still found it very like there are there are some parts of that book that you cannot unread quite frankly um it does make you sit there and wonder like what made the author sit there and be like I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write about this. These, this, more, more bad things are going to happen. Like, yeah. But as I say, the play was incredible. I went to watch it with my mum one of the days after work. And it has um, James Norton, who, he was in McMafia on BBC. He was also in War and Peace and Happy Valley. He's quite like, a lot of people would recognise him, I think. Um, he was playing the main character and then it also had Luke Thompson, who is famous for playing Benedict Bridgerton. So I had both of them in and they were both incredible. Oh my God. Like phenomenal actors. The way that they can do like stuff like Bridgerton, which is, I mean, it's not a comedy, but it basically like, it's that kind of happier vibe, you know, and then also do like this kind of show, which is, is, I cannot imagine it's easy to do at all like any show like I've done theatre before and any theatrical show can be a bit draining after a while like this show must actually just take it out of you like you must become a completely different person like I read uh, a news article with James Norton and he was like he said that as part of the the show they like made him have therapy and like there were therapists on hand to like speak about it all and like help him understand but also make sure that he was okay and like 
I, it's a flipping good job they did because otherwise like I genuinely don't know how he would have survived it all um but it is it is really good it's just there are bits where like the whole theater was like like you could like tell that what was happening on stage was like making them very uncomfortable um and sorry complete what is it's not a change topic because it was at the theater but complete like change of tone I tried mochi for the first time because the theatre didn't have like little ice cream tubs, right? But they did have mochi and I'd never had mochi before. And I was like, you know what, Alessia, you're challenging all your like food stuff at the moment. Have some mochi. So I did. And it was really yummy. Like, I think I, I like how like I like the fact that it's like a little unit, you know, like you just like eat it and like bite it. And so I got like three mochi. I had got two which were like tropical flavoured and then one which was salt caramel flavoured and I think I preferred the salt caramel one to the tropical one I should have got two salt caramel and one tropical um or like got the third one in another flavour like one 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 um but hot take of the week is that mochi is mochi is really good (laughs) um maybe that's not a hot take I feel like that's quite a common thing to think but anyway you know what I mean um and then so other things that I've done these past two weeks this is, I say this is, it's not, this is not really like a new thing that I've done. It was just something that I did. But so after Wimbledon finished on like Sunday evening, I went out to the pub and it was really, really lovely. And it was also, this is probably like the biggest social challenge that I had done in a really long time because, so I didn't like the people that I was working with for like various different reasons, they weren't going so I didn't have like a set group to go with, but I knew that I wanted to go out. Like I just didn't, I didn't want like a big anticlimactic finish to Wimbledon. Like I didn't just want to go home and not do anything. Like I, I I wanted a proper Wimbledon finish. And last year I hadn't gone to the pub either um, because of the same reason, like no one on my gate wanted to go. And I was just like, no, like this year, you got to go, you got to go. So I was like making sure that I knew enough people that like I would have somebody to speak with. And like, luckily, like, a few of my, like, closest friends were going, so I was like, okay, like, it will be good, but, like, I I did also know that, like, some people that, you know, maybe didn't want to necessarily bump into were going to be there as well, so I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be, like, a bit of a social challenge, and not having that, like, set group of people, like, I find that a bit challenging sometimes anyway, but I did it, and I had such a good night, like, it was really, really fun, I didn't go to sleep until, like, two in the morning, which is, like, very late for me, I know that some people are, like, two in the morning, that's normal, no, 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 I am, I am, I'm an early night girl, I think we've established this by now, but it was just so nice, and it was really nice to chat to people, and it was such a busy pub, because, like, literally the whole of southwest London poured into this one pub, um, oh, but I just loved it, and it was really, really good, so that's not really, like, obviously, I've been to the pub before in my life, that's not a new thing, but it was a, a new experience, that sort of specific element of it, and, like, pushing my boundaries a bit in terms of that sort of thing, which was really good, like, yeah, I just really enjoyed it, and it was, it felt really good, it felt like, it felt like the Alicia that I wanted to be, the Alicia that I knew that I am, like, I, I, I do love speaking to people, I love being around my friends, and it felt like another example that, like, I was getting that back, like, that was who I am, and, like, I can do it, and it was just, yeah, it was really, really good. Anyway, I have definitely spoken for a very long time, I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's episode, please, 
follow the podcast and leave a rating or a review if you if you really like it I would genuinely mean the world like I am so grateful to each and every person that listens and genuinely yeah I just love it also this is just decided before I end I think I'm thinking of starting an Instagram for the podcast um just because there are so many little things that happen in my weeks that I'm like oh like I, I, like, I, I want the people that listen to the podcast to know about this. Like, I feel like if you are listening to the podcast, then you, you, you clearly care enough about my life to, <laughs> for those kinds of things. And, like, that still baffles me, but, like, that's incredible. So, like, maybe there's, like, a little question box beneath this. It's, like, what do you think of the episode? If, if, you, um, if you're interested in, like, a, an, Instagram, an Instagram account for the podcast, let me know. Like, t- tell me. And... Um, hopefully I will set that up soon I feel like that's a goal maybe before I go back to uni so before like September but I'm not quite sure exactly when because uh, I am about to start some work experience as well which I'm super excited about um so yeah just let me know what you think anyway thank you very very much for listening I hope to see you next week well see you figuratively I hope to have you listening to me next week thank you so 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 much Bye.